0: Right. Oh Salon owners, I don't want to be a boss Well then care. don't open a fucking business
1: Exactly, don't open a business <laughs> What? Because you're going to be Someone's got to be the Can you imagine leader. if
0: a pilot came on the plane And she was like I don't want to be the pilot We're all in this together <laughs>
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Sid
0: Charisse. And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast,
0: where we teach you to salon differently.
1: I just got a new customized booking website. That's genius. Yeah, Gloss Genius.
0: Gloss Genius has one of the lowest processing fees in the industry at 2.6%, with no hidden fees and free same day deposits.
1: DTH listeners get their first month free on us, as well as your very own stunning credit card reader, an $80 value. To sign up, visit dth.glossgenius.com.
0: Today's topic, the problem with rental salons.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: Because this is something that drives people insane. I want to start by saying there was a post on our Instagram that said, Oh yeah, the future of the salon industry is commission salons.
1: Mm -hmm. Uproar. First of all, violence hate mail. We
0: still stand behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not the commission salon that you're accustomed to. Mm -hmm. So one of the comments was really actually there's a
1: real quick though, my favorite part is that. Not once, knowing Destroy the Hairdresser, did people think, maybe, maybe they got a new way of doing nope. it. They were just like, they're talking about the old toxic hostage commission salon, yeah. and I can't believe they're supporting it. People, come on.
0: Yeah. It was just kind of like, it's kind of funny when we post something, how little people actually think. Or read. Or read. Mm-hmm. People don't read anymore. That's why we have to record everything visually and <laughs> and audio. Um there was a thread of comments, I don't remember who it was, and I, don't, I wouldn't even say who it was anyway, that basically, in the post caption, it said, rental is great for a certain age group.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you rent a space, you are working mainly by yourself, If, if mm-hmm. I mean, definitely by yourself.
1: And it's usually, not all the time, but most of the case in the, why there was an uproar in rental is because one rental provided, these solo suites, these suites were provided.
0: In the thread of these comments, the caption said, rental is great for a certain age group. Mm-hmm. And in the comments, someone said, a certain age group, how old do you have to be to work for yourself? <laughs> what the person isn't thinking is, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what that means. What it,
1: Critical thinking. Critical
0: thinking skills, y'all. What it means is that people that go rent a chair – it is great for those who are young and healthy. Mm-hmm. It is great if you if your body doesn't require a lot can of support. Hustle your heart out. If you can work day in day out and you're and you love taking care of your own stuff and you don't have any responsibilities at home, it's great for you. Mm-hmm. The more the older you get, the more our bodies start to shut down, whatever that may be, the more responsibilities in your personal life you get. Having a, a salon that you are completely in charge of on your own as a renter can become a little more cumbersome, and, and more we difficult. See it too. People want to go time.
1: back. They get lonely. They want to just work for someone else. It's they just they don't want to order way.
0: products. They don't. I mean, working. They don't
1: want to run their own business in that sense right. anymore.
0: They did, and that's why I'm saying for a certain age group it works. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we get. I would say most of the people that contact us are renters that are like. Tell me about this new commission thing because Mm -hmm. it's exactly what I'm looking for. And the funny thing is, they were looking at it for it a long time ago. It just wasn't a thing yet.
1: A lot of people went into rental because their commission salons were not great. I mean, they were not grow, they were toxic. There was, you know, no one was leading or driving the The ship. The
0: commissions that I've heard are Mm -hmm. crazy. The rules were crazy.
1: I mean, the list of things that we hate about. So we
0: know why.
1: You did it. We, we know, know why you happened. left, but they we left. Did it. Yeah. We left. Yeah, it. and they left because they wanted to have freedom. They wanted to have more control, but maybe they didn't necessarily want to be a, a business owner. Right. And a lot of people are actually hurting their finances by being in a suite because they're paying so much for rent.
0: I don't. Uh, think. They don't have
1: anyone supporting them. I don't
0: think taxes are a lot. People realize the expense renting is. It's not just. It is
1: fifty percent of your income. <laughs> If you it's pretty, you are giving thirty percent away to taxes, you have to pay. By the for way, rental. if you're not
0: putting thirty percent away for taxes, you're not paying taxes you're properly. You're going to be in and a world of hurt.
1: I sound like my mom when I say real that.
0: Real <laughs> ugly. And when you go to try to buy a house and you cheated on your taxes to make it look like you made less, they're going to be like, "You only make thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> How? Why would we give you this money for a house?" If there's any advice I can give you, it's don't try to make it look like you make less so you can pay less taxes. Pay your taxes. Pay all those things. It's part of what – it's why we have roads. It's, it's why we have – Yeah. It's why we have public schools. Like, give back to the – it's okay to give back and, to the and community. And if you don't want
1: to pay taxes, get a W-2 job.
0: <laughs> exactly. Where you're still paying taxes, but it's a different way in which you're paying them. Mm-hmm. And it's not 30%.
1: If you are not good with money, you should be a W-2 employee.
0: Exactly. Even if you are good with money, you should still be a W-2 mm-hmm. employee. We're W-2, even W-2 if employees you own, for our
1: own business. Even if you own
0: your own company, you should be a W-2 employee.
1: Absolutely. So
0: I think – like the biggest thing is they're like, well, now I can charge whatever I want and my, I just pay rent. And I, it's like, you pay rent, you pay back bar, you stock products, you stock color, like you pay your insurances, you pay you pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like up front, it may look like you're making more, but if you're doing things properly like a business, you aren't. Yeah. And so once you start figuring that out and as you get older and as you don't want to do this anymore, you're like, I wish I could just work at a salon that would allow me those freedoms I don't have to do all the things.
1: Yeah, or they open a salon, but they do it the old way that they were taught to run a commission That's salon, much what and then it's this horrible vicious circle of
0: it's. They're like, I'm not going to do it like my former employer did it, <laughs> and then they do it exactly like their former employer did. Yeah. And they do that because their former employer did the same thing. I'm going to make this e- – I want to make a space that's better for hairdressers. Well, there already is a space that's better for hairdressers. It's called a commission salon. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we don't understand how to do it properly. And I have salons that are like, oh, I give my employees 70% commission. I'm like, that you're not going to f-
1: also you're also. Gonna <laughs>
0: fail as a <laughs> business. So I the think –
1: Commission salons can be profitable, healthy, filled with boundaries – And still be a place for stylists to make six, seven figures. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And then the day closes and you go home. Mm -hmm. And that to me, like I remember even when I went freelance in New York City, I would not look for a place to rent because I didn't want to bring all my own stuff. So I would, the salons that I would jump around to, I would make them this offer before we even taught it. I'd be like, I'll give you whatever the commission is that the rest of the team gives you. Um, because I just, I want to use your color. I want to use every, I don't want to come with, I want to use the capes. I want to use all the stuff. I just want to use the chair and leave. And I remember everyone I talked to was like, you could tell they were like, that's a genius idea. But also like, how does that work? It's like, it works the exact same way that you're doing it right now. It's just that I'm not part of your team in a sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't, you know, I wasn't going to team meetings and things, which. Was fine, But I was still, when I was there, ret- I acted and treated the space as if I was an employee. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, Which is respect. Which is just basic <laughs> human respect. And what was funny is that the salons I worked with were like, I wish I could have a salon that was just full of people like you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Newsflash,
0: this is how it should be. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I work here. I'm your employee. But I can work when I want. I can charge whatever I want. I can take... Whatever days I want. I manage my own clients. I manage do, your own books. I do everything myself. You don't want to work. You, you don't work. you provide the space. You're providing the space to be clean. You're providing the products that I can use on my clients. You're providing the hair color that I'm – like, that's what I want. Yeah. And anyone that goes to rental, oh, my gosh. It's like, I get it, but I don't get it.
1: I have a salon right now that if she was to move into this commission structure, she's a commission salon, we're working through it, Um. All of her problems would be solved because mm-hmm. the biggest fight from her team is that they don't want to make up time when they take time off,
0: which is not a thing in this industry. I know you can't it's make like, up time. If
1: I only work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, now you're going to make me make up a day on a different day, and I'm going to take clients on that day that I'm never going to work again. Or like,
0: you're going to come in, there's no clients because that's not the day you work. It doesn't make sense. At all. It, it doesn't stop making sense. people make days up. But that's such a, that's so, such garbage. <laughs>
1: they don't. Want to make up time and they want to be able to take vacation.
0: Oh, oh do you, they neither. do?
1: Yeah. How, how Weird. dare they? I know. They right? want to
0: take vacations. It's so, by no. time with their families.
1: And then obviously thought? the front desk is an issue, drama, chaos up there. So it's like all of this could be solved and her life would be so much simpler. But we're working through breaking through that fear of it all.
0: There's this because it's different. Bizarre belief that like if I'm a commissioned salon owner, mm-hmm. I have a hundred thousand responsibilities. But if I own a salon and I have renters, I don't have any responsibility. I don't know where that is not if people are working in your business, no matter how you pay them, yeah. you're still responsible for them. Mm-hmm. My dad has a construction has a construction company and all of his employees are 1099. He's not not in charge of them. Mm-hmm. He's not not required to make sure they're safe and okay. And, and the job is getting done, they're just getting paid a specific way. Mm-hmm. If they were employees, it would be the same responsibility. It's just they're being paid a certain way. If they were employees, they'd be getting a lot more benefits. Mm-hmm. So that's the, like, I don't know what this breakdown is like, oh, well, I can't do commission because I don't want to manage people. You're yeah. already managing people. Yeah. All you they do is never going to go
1: away. And, and that's my favorite. I'm going to open a booth rental salon because I don't want to be in charge of people. Like,
0: Oh, my God. Salon owners, I don't want to be a boss. Well, then don't don't open a fucking business.
1: Exactly. Don't open a business. (laughs) What? Because you're going to be, someone's got to be Can you imagine if a
0: pilot came on the plane and she was like, I don't want to be the pilot. We're all in this together. Yeah. I'm not in charge. Yeah. We're in charge. We would be like, get me me off this fucking plane immediately.
1: You're in charge. (laughs) Yeah. Like someone's got to be. In charge, someone's gotta want
0: someone to be in charge.
1: I don't want to do the payroll. I don't want to do all of that. If I'm working in a salon, like someone's gotta have responsibilities, and so that's the thing is, like, it's it's okay to do that, and you don't have to be. You can be a salon owner and not do hair and do those responsibilities and just lead the team, or just
0: pay someone to do. We don't do payroll. Also,
1: you could also own a salon and pay someone to be the leader. It's great.
0: But I think that's and just the profit. But I, I, I love using the pilot analogy because every salon owner I've ever met is like, "Oh, we do it differently. I don't like to be the boss. We're all the same. We're all no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like we are not all the same. I, I don't know how to explain to everyone. We are not all the same. That's actually the problem. We are all very different, mm-hmm. and we have to recognize how different we are. And that's when we realize we're, you know, we're all in this together, but we're all very different. Yeah, and I want the person who is good at being in charge to be in charge, no. and I want the person who's good at just working behind the chair to be behind the chair.
1: And I want to come and go as I please, and I want to be able to have a people that are artistic and creative around me, and and that are on the same path, and we're working together. Like I don't understand why everybody can't work together as a mutual respect to keep the salon
0: running. No, because they're not paid it's to. Not that simple. <laughs> Oh, this is the other thing. If they're renters, they're still your employees, Mm -hmm. okay? You're just paying them differently, Differently. but they are still an employee in your business. You are employing them. Like, if they break the wall, you're allowed to fire them. You can't
1: go like, oh, well, it's not my responsibility. like
0: So there's this whole misunderstanding about what, you know, 1099 versus W2. There's a huge misunderstanding. There's still an employee.
1: And also, The if you rules are, are a little bit salon, different. You're but just a landlord, basically. Yeah. You cap yourself out. I would out, rather,
0: I have some commission salon owners that are like, maybe I should, now that I have a successful commission salon, maybe I should open some rental spaces. I'm like, I would rather you go buy rental houses mm-hmm, and absolutely. own property and build liquidity and rent those out. But to own a rental salon, yeah. Uh,
1: it's and it's not so valuable. people are probably like, oh, "I own one," you know. But Call us, the, we'll help. the reality is, we have transformed rental salons into commission salons. Many of
0: them, mm-hmm. even in California. Yep. Bah, yep. Bah, I know, right? That's like, a whole. Beast. I can't do it in California. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. There's loopholes. There's lawyers. There's ways to do everything everywhere. You just have yep. to work with someone that knows how they're doing it.
1: And I think the the biggest thing is like when you are a booth rental salon. You don't you'll cap yourself eventually because even if you have every chair filled, the only way to profit more
0: is to have more chairs.
1: Is to have more chairs. Or remove overhead. Or remove overhead, which neither is really possible depending on. There are rental
0: salons that provide they're like, oh, I they pay rent and I provide everything. Yeah. That is I'm like, that doesn't make sense at
1: all. You're just too afraid to have discomfort. That's
0: literally kids. Mm -hmm. They don't give me any money. They just consume like that. And then
1: they're mad at them.
0: Yeah. You sacrifice know. my life for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. And so the bottom line is, in order to profit more, you have to eventually raise rent, which then will be so high that then they'll leave and be like, I'm going to go do my own thing or I'm going to go in an individual suite or I'm going to go, go into another thing. salon. Yeah. Yeah, and then even an indi- even
0: if you're an individual... We have to
1: break the cycle.
0: Even if you're an individual renter, you can only work so much mm-hmm. and you can only raise your prices so much. But when you work in a commission salon... You not only can lose people and pass them to someone else, you can also get new clients. you can raise your prices like it's more of there's more of a networking opportunity to, and community growth it takes a what did I say the other day it takes a village to raise a kid it takes a, a tribe, tribe to stay alive yeah, yeah. <laughs> but overall, again, just to kind of wrap it up, we don't hate renters. Mm-hmm. we don't think rental is a bad step, but we think it is just that is it it is a step yeah, yeah. towards Figuring out what the best way to run a salon business is. And the only issue I have with rental is how limited it is. Even though it's one thing to
1: leave a toxic situation, go into rental. And with the goal, you always have to have an elevated plan. Like, what is the goal eventually? What do you want to get to? And then, what are the goals on top of that? And that and that. You have to keep setting new opportunities for yourself. So, if you are in a rental space, Know that okay, I'm only here limited time, and my whole focus is to build my brand, to build my network, to build the future, so that I can open a salon and have mission it be salons.
0: When run properly, are the most profitable businesses, not only for salon owners but also for the stylists in the yeah. business.
1: And the way you do that as an owner, for obviously you're going to profit. Um,
0: well, hopefully,
1: is hopefully by by minimizing overhead as well and not letting products sit on your shelf and collect dust, but to not if you have a stylist, this is my favorite too. You can't raise your prices because you were off by ten dollars yeah. on a retail sale. If
0: somebody wants to charge five hundred dollars an hour, why would I tell them no when I make a commission off of that? Mm-hmm. Why would I limit them and me yeah. for what?
1: No, they're there. Okay. They're you know like especially if they're so overbooked, like there's no room. That is a sure sign to raise our price. I
0: prices. had one uh, salon owner that was like, "Well, this new girl started and she wants to charge a certain amount of money. with some astronomical amount an hour." And I was like, "She's like, but I don't think she's ready to do it." I'm like, "But you don't get to decide. Like, mm-hmm. let her learn the lesson. If she if she's new and she wants to charge three hundred dollars an hour and people start coming to her, great." Yeah. If they don't and she comes to you and says, I'm struggling, you as the salon owner, the boss can say, why, why do you think that is? Yeah. I think my prices are too high. Do you want to lower them? Yes, I would. Great. That's a different thing than you should lower your prices or mm-hmm. you can't raise your prices. So you've got to give people freedom, but they still want the coaching. They still want someone to help them, but they, they want to make the decision on their own. And when you become a really strong leader, a lot of times you'll know the answer beforehand, but it's not about that. It's about letting another individual figure it out on their own and then supporting them in those changes.
1: Yeah, or pushing them. Or pushing them out of those. Even if you have freedom in pricing in your commission salon where you allow your team to decide their prices, it's your job as a leader too to be like, hey, are you planning on raising your prices again? Like you're doing really well. Yeah, can you imagine if an owner came up to you and said like, are you planning on raising your prices again? Because you you should. And I really think that you should, you know, move into this bracket. How can I support you? What can I do to help you? Yeah. Like, I have your back. I will support any conversation with your stylist that, or with your, your clients that are fighting you on this, like, which they don't. Ever. But, you know, to, to give confidence to the stylist. I
0: want someone, if you're out there listening or watching, I would like someone who has raised their prices and lost all their clients to reach out to us. And we would love to do an interview because we've never met one. Mm-mm. And everyone we know that have always raised their prices have never lost enough clients.
1: And it'll probably be this. I raised my prices and I lost all my clients. And then they tell us like the building burned down or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they but moved I've away. Never, I've
0: never met one person in the industry that said, I raised my prices so much and my entire business failed.
1: Yeah. It's and if you did happened. lose clients, my next question is, every client that was lost.
0: How many have you gained?
1: Yeah. How many have you gained? Did it open up room? And the, the minimal, it is always like under five people. And, like, I'll ask, were you discounting those five people? Yes. Mm-hmm. For a long time. And so those people missed out on multiple raises. So then when you finally were like, I'm standing my ground, they were raised, like, $100. Yeah, they're going to leave. It was a shocker. Yeah. Uh, but that was your fault. Yeah, you <laughs> You know, you did that. that. And then second, were you happy that they left? Were they your problem child? Were they not respecting your boundaries, your time, your worth, your… You know, your schedule were they constantly asking you to come in on days off.
0: Yeah. Were you, usually, you happy? You usually that this lose one the people back. that have no boundaries
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you create a boundary. Yeah. And they don't like that. Mm-mm. So
1: But what's funny is they'll go to a different hairstylist that has boundaries and they'll follow all <laughs> of them. <That's
0: laughs> Not every client. You've lost yeah. your respect yeah. already. I think, you know, again, just to wrap it up, we love our renters, we love our rental salon owners. We just want you to critically think about your business. And if you're interested in learning more about this commission structure, which we hope that you are, um, you can always reach out to have a discovery call with one of our coaches. They can help explain it a little bit deeper. It's not for everyone, yeah. but it, it does work. And we stand behind it and we coach on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Our goal is hours to a week make or more. more profitable, growing commission salons that are changing the industry, not hindering it. Our
0: goal is to make the, the average hairdresser's income in the United States is $21,000 a year still it costs
1: more than that to go to hair school
0: yeah so our goal at Destroy the Hairdresser is actually to increase that number but it's going to it's only going to happen by changing system after system after system Mm -hmm. and increasing critical thinking skills and emotional intelligence behind business absolutely that's why we're here
1: I love it leave your rental salon go open a profitable commission salon oh (laughs)
0: we're going to leave you with that bye bye Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser the podcast.
1: I think there's a lot of people taking advantage of influencers now. So back when I was doing it, contracts were being thrown and like people dangling carrots like come over to my dark side, you know, like <laughs> like I'll promise you X, Y, and Z and like you don't ever get that carrot at the end of the stick, you right. know. But now I think that there's definitely programs, good and bad.